Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Hi, James Wedmore here. And if you are new to our podcast, then maybe you've missed the five-part podcast series that so many of our listeners are raving about. It's called Down to Business, and it's a five-part in-depth look as we pull back the curtain lift up the hood, and show you how we actually run a successful, thriving, and very profitable eight-figure company. And to help you get the most out of this series, I have a free gift for you. We've put together an accompanying workbook that integrates the exercises, activities, and to-do items that are listed in all five of these episodes. And we call it the 5X Your Business Performance Workbook. And when you visit mindyourbusinesspodcast.com forward slash DTB, you can get your hands on this powerful free training right now. That's mindyourbusinesspodcast.com forward slash DTB. Thanks and enjoy the episode. What's the biggest thing we can all help you guys with today? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know for me, I, I keep feeling like we are so overthinking everything. You know, we come up with a good angle and then like right now, our first thing we finally decided to do is come up with ways that people can make their own fake ground beef products. <laughs> okay. Because there's a lot of stuff out there that doesn't taste good and it's costly. And so if people can make their own, they can flavor it the way they want and it's great and all these different recipes. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, the point of the whole thing is to get people to be able to maintain like a vegan lifestyle or to add vegan vegan food into their diets, even if they're not going to be completely vegan. But in a way that it's tasted to them, it's got the textures they desire. It's all the things that something that they can keep going with. Yeah. As opposed to just, you know, trying it and going, ah, didn't taste good. I'm out. Yeah. You guys have goals for like the business? Like you see like, where do you want, how much revenue do you guys want to see this like in the next year or two? In the next year or two? Yeah. Like when you're like, what's like the first milestone of like, oh, we, we nailed it. This work, this is a success. Well, for us, let's, let's see in the next couple months, what is it like? Uh... Well, we, I've been doing your, I did your manifestation workshop and then I'm, today would be day 17 of the Mind Your Money. Mm-hmm. And so off of that, we set an initial goal, uh, a 90-day goal, mm-hmm. which by the end of September, we wanted to bring in $20,000. And yet, so- we haven't set a launch date. We have not finished our program. <laughs> we're, we're stumped on where to go with the master course. So Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. But like, let's say end of 2021, like revenue-wise, what are we thinking? What would be a nice... It doesn't need to be like a goal, like stretch. It's just like, man, that would be really nice if we got to this level. I believe if we're able to do at least half a million. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> you guys, are you guys on the same page with that? Do I need yeah. to give you guys a moment? <laughs> no, we're good. Okay. Yeah. Iffy, okay. Iffy, Always Iffy, on the same page. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then, Mary, what would you say in a nutshell you are overthinking? It's funny. <laughs> now we get into a, a not quite blamed thing, but I know when we're coming up with our recipes, Terry's actually creative in all ways. So he's a really gifted cook as well. And so when we've been coming up with recipes, I keep seeing that um, he's looking at like finding the perfect thing so that nobody can find fault with it in, in my head. I don't know that that's really true. And so it seems like to me, we're not making progress on nailing that down although we finally did today we're going out to buy the ingredients tomorrow he also teaches voice so tomorrow he's not mm -hmm. teaching so we're going to spend all day on recipes yeah. but um, partnerships are tough but actually uh the thing you just did with rebecca yeah was very helpful to mm. what i've been going through yeah well we all go through it man it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was exactly what she was talking about. The feeling that they're going to say, uh, yeah, but I don't like the flavors. So uh, mm -hmm. tell me what flavors I need. And I'm like, I don't know what your yeah. flavors are. I don't know what you like. <laughs> <laughs> so I get lost. <laughs> so oh I was talking about that. But then when you started talking about the questions, I was like, oh, that's perfect. Because that'll be very helpful for me. I'm like, yeah. okay, what things do you like? Why do you like that? Right. Is it the sweetness of it or is it the savoriness? Or what is it? And you can't please everyone. Trust me, I tried. Failed miserably at that. And it's important that you don't take anything personal. Yeah, and I learned that through the giving the voice lessons. And the, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I still I, have to learn that one. <laughs> you know, it's funny too because we can draw that connection too. It's like, okay, you can't please everyone. Can't take it personal. And you guys know that. And then you have competitors. Oh, someone's already doing the vegan thing, right? Well, they can't please everyone either. So there's going to be the people that don't resonate with them are going to resonate with you. So partnerships are challenging. <laughs> they have their challenges <laughs> because we have different styles of working, yeah. different ways. But at the same time, something that's rarely spoken about, because I've worked with a lot of partnerships. They can be, you know, spouses, they can just be friends, whatever. My wife and I worked together in the business. This type of business has like two sides to it. And when you can have someone fill those two roles, so much possibility and opportunity. The first is the, what we would call, and it sounds kind of, sounds kind of like what, what Terry's doing, the face the content creator, the, what I call the well or the source of the material, the author, the talent. And then there's the person that's like the operations or the marketing person, the director and stuff like that. And when you guys can have a clear delineation, number one of those roles, I, look, I use a car analogy. You buy a car, you know, because of how it feels. Oh, you know, and it brings in all branding and emotions and like luxury, whatever. But there's really two elements in a car. There's what you see, 
like, oh, I love the sleek design. Look at that paint job and the body. Oh, and the leather seats. You, you see that? And then there's how it performs. Yeah. You know, you could have the sexiest looking car in the world and you open the hood, there's nothing there. You're not going to want to buy it. And we need both of those things. Mm. You need the performance. How does this run effectively and efficiently? And then we need that like, whoa, this is the best recipe ever. This is amazing. We need both of those. And when it's one person trying to do both, we're constantly pulled between that. But I want it perfect, but it's got to get out there, right? And when it's two people, there's opportunity there. And with that opportunity, we kind of have to accept the fact that there'll be a natural tension. Mm-hmm. We want to honor that tension. We actually want to appreciate that tension. It says, you know what? The fact that this tension is here means you're doing your job and I'm doing mine. And we just have to be at peace with it. And what will help with that is two things, vision and deadlines. When you guys can sit there and just say, you know what? Today is just a daydreaming day. Let's just say, where do we want this company to be a year from now? What do we see this as? What do we truly want? Sky's the limit, no boundaries, nothing. What's the end product? Why are we doing this? For what does this exist for? What is the function of this work? What is it doing in the world? Why do we exist as a company? And get on the same page with that. When you get on the same page with the same vision, both of you become in service to the vision. You'll default to the vision for a lot of decisions instead of ego. And then when you have the vision, it's about the deadline. All right, we're doing our beta launch on this date. So that becomes the deadline, which means... By this date, we need the recipes done. And by this date, we need this. Then when that like structure is there, who cares how he makes the recipes, how long it takes, whatever, just make sure he hits his deadlines. But you got to hit yours too. And that happens to me all the time. When I create content, I still go into that like, oh, I want it to be the best thing I've ever created. I procrastinate. I go, oh, I think I got to do something over here. <laughs> you know, and I'll come back to this tomorrow. But I made it a decision in my life to never be out of integrity. That if I give my word to something, that I will make that happen no matter what. And when you guys both operate from that level of integrity in the business, things will start working. Hey, you can take as much time as you want. That's fine. Just remember our deadlines tomorrow and you gave your word to that. And we all give our word and we honor our word. We operate from that word, right? So that's just something, I don't know if that offers anything. Last piece is uh, about that because partnerships are challenging, but a lot of opportunities with those challenges. (laughs) (laughs) So the power of making a request will help you guys. This is a tool for both of you. You don't need to tell each other what to do. You don't need to get bossy. You heard, you know, creating expectations that will get you into trouble. So we should eliminate expectations, especially unspoken expectations. I just expected you would do this. (laughs) I would just expect it would be like this. Well, you're going to be disappointed. A lot of people creating a lot of expectations about others and you just end up getting disappointed. When you change that to requests, communication works a lot more simple. So you just say, hey, Mary, I have a request for you. I am requesting that you blank, blank, blank. What do you say? And then Mary's either going to say yes or no. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Request accepted. 
you know, <laughs> whatever, right? Yes. <laughs> or she's going to say no. Mm-hmm. And then we need to talk about it and say, well, okay, let's then make a new request or let's, let's see what's going on here. Or let me hear what's your request, right? Mm-hmm. And so let's say Mary says, yes, I, I, absolutely. You know, I request that you check in with me every morning and, and just tell me where we are with the launch. I'm just making an example. You got it. Request, accept. So then Mary's going to do one of three things. She's either going to fulfill on the request and every morning she's going to update you or she's going to not, right? (laughs) Or the third one is she's going to start to do it and then she'll stop, (laughs) right? And this is what happens. So when that happens, we just bring so much emotion and our own personal stuff into it. And you make things a lot simpler when we just don't take everything so personal. Oh, she doesn't listen to me. That's you taking it personal. She doesn't trust me. She doesn't respect me. I'm not saying this is you guys. I'm just talking to everybody here. <laughs> we all deal with this. This is you just taking it personal. It rarely has anything to do with you. Hey, Mary, I know last week I made a request about sharing every day. And I noticed you stopped doing that. Can we talk about that? What's getting in the way? What's preventing that? Is that not working for you? This is why I need that. And we recreate this request. I don't take it personally. But when you guys move away from unspoken expectations. I just expected that she would update me. <laughs> but you're going to get disappointed. Uh, yeah. To verbally communicated requests, things for every... And I'm not saying you guys are going through that. I'm just saying like for everybody who's dealing with working with any other person, this is about leadership. This is about communication. It's about working together as a team. Things work so much more effectively. And... What happens instead, folks, is for anybody who's working with a team, when things get, it's complicated, things get uncomfortable, things get like, oh, passive aggressive. You keep accusing people of being passive aggressive, but I don't believe that passive aggressive is, is like solitaire. In other words, it takes two to tango. Something that I teach my seven-figure clients because they're working a lot with team is things are complicated with other people in your life, team, partners, whatever, to the degree in which you are unwilling to have an uncomfortable conversation. You can simplify your life. You can simplify your team and your relationships in your team when you're willing to have the uncomfortable conversations. And the uncomfortable conversations are the conversations you have where you share the things that you've been unwilling to share with them. Mary, I wanted to talk to you about this because one of the things that's really been on my mind is every time I share an idea, I notice that you tend to... Well, my experience of it is, of course, that you tend to shut it down. And that's actually been really, it hurts me. It's hard because then I feel like I can't share ideas with you. And I really need to be able to share the ideas with someone. Is this making sense? You know, that's not always easy to communicate. Now, Mary doesn't shut down Terry's idea. That doesn't happen. But I'm giving examples. Oh my goodness, Terry, I didn't realize that I was doing that. I guess sometimes I get scared. I guess sometimes I'm not as good at you at taking risks. I don't. That's not my zone of genius is to think big ideas. I'm more focused on like, what could go wrong if we did that? And I apologize, you know, 
So that's an uncomfortable conversation. That's an example of one, right? When we are willing to have those uncomfortable conversations, things aren't complicated anymore. You know, and we need that. Communication is everything in a partnership. And sometimes we're like, I don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> we don't have time to talk about this. We got to deal. Yeah. And I promise I was the same way because I'm all about efficiency and performance. I promise I can guarantee you that not talking about it is slowing you guys down. Not you. I'm talking to everybody. I'm not talking to you guys. I, talk, I You guys bring up something and I talk to everybody. So this is not an assumption. To, but if you're not talking about something that needs to be talked about, it's weighing you guys down. It slows you down. When you bring it up to the surface and deal with it, it's like putting down this heavy boulder that you've been carrying with you. That's why people feel the sense of relief and you feel lighter and you feel like, okay, now I'm in this flow. Now I can go. That's very important. Okay. That had nothing to do with what you guys asked me about. <laughs> that was perfect. That was so perfect mm-hmm. for us. Yeah, I mean, Mary and I do that. We do exactly what you were talking about. Good. We have those conversations. Yeah. We go through it. Well, you couldn't be in a relationship for 20 years. Right. Because it, it, no matter what the relationship is, or if she was working for you at one point or you're now partners or whatever, all of them take maintenance. They all take worth. I realize this. I used to be such the like solo lone wolf type, like leave me alone. I'm just, you know, if you want it done right, do it yourself. And then there's that quote. If you know, we're so stubborn like that. Right. <laughs> and then you realize, whoa, if I want to go farther, mm-hmm. we got to go together. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the sum of the whole yeah. is greater than the sum of the parts. And when we all get that, that's why I talk about team. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying you need to build some organization or big company, but a team is more than one. Yeah. So even if it's just you guys, that's a team and we need to work together as a team. And I use the word team, even with my team, I don't call them employees. Right. We call them team members because we're on a team. I might be the quarterback, you know, using the sports analogy of quarterback is nothing without every other person single person on that team playing their role. What happens if the linemen decide to say, I'm not blocking today. (laughs) Boom, knocked down, right? (laughs) And that's what happens. And when we get out on the field, every person on that team has the same focus, win the game. Score as many touchdowns as we can and stop them from scoring as many as they can. We all have the same singular focus and we just find ourselves in specific roles. Your job's to catch the ball. My job's to throw it. Your job's to block that person. Let's go. We're a team. We're a cohesive unit. And if something's off with that team, it affects all of us. Mm-hmm. You know. And someone asked me years ago, it was Noah Kagan. He was one of the original Facebook people and then he started uh, AppSumo. He said, what is the biggest accomplishment that you're like most proud of in your life or something like that. And I said, Oh, I was building my team. And he says, why? And I said, cause it's the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Mm. There's a reason why, I mean, there's a few reasons, but one of the reasons why like <laughs> executives and CEOs are paid the amount of money they are paying. Cause I firmly believe that leadership is the highest valued and most required skill in an organization. And I do believe there is a lot of 
overlap and synonymous skills with entrepreneurship itself and leadership. Because both entrepreneurship and leadership is about seeing a vision and holding a vision for the future that no one else can see. That's what we do as, as visionaries, as entrepreneurs, and as leaders. I see what's possible. Mm-hmm. I believe what's possible. Let's do the impossible and make it possible. Mm-hmm. And that's what an entrepreneur does. And leaders follow that. Mm-hmm. And every one of us becomes in service to that vision. So I had nothing to do with what you guys are here for. <laughs> let me ask you guys, let me completely pivot and go down a completely different angle. I'm just going to challenge the plan a little bit. Okay, good. What's causing you guys to think you need three offers? I think because we're just confused. Yeah. We are totally yeah. confused. We I just think. have no idea where we didn't know where to start. And I went into a BBD just to like, okay, I'll do a webinar. <laughs> Good. That's great though. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Here's what you guys need. And everybody, I'm talking to everybody. Okay. We need an outcome goal. You guys have given me a couple. That's great. You already have yours. Love it. I love the idea of like, yeah, we want this to be a half a million a year organization, company, business, profit, revenue stream by 2021. End of 2021. Great. Mm-hmm. I know people that have done a million in one year. So half a million in a year and a half is doable. Mm-hmm. What then we want to do is say, well, what's the offer that's going to get me there? And we really always want to look at things from the MVP, the least amount of resistance, the least amount of effort. It's possible for everybody here on this call to get to a half a million dollar a year revenue with one offer. Yeah. And I don't want people operating from the belief that I had. Again, my discoveries, my personal gains are now your gains. Was that I was in a belief that hurt me so much financially and physically because it really started to... There was a point where people were like, you're going to burn out, dude. Careful. I had 15 products with my YouTube and video business. 15! (laughs) 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 Just before you even finish... We did that when we were doing, when we, we had our vegan company oh, and our food company. company. We first we made some fresh foods and the first thing we made was like, oh, okay, we know how to do this. That's easy. We made that dish and then we put it in the stores and then we were like, oh, that's lovely. And they said, yeah, well, you're going to have to buy back if they don't buy it. And we were like, oh, okay, well, we need some more dishes. Okay. So we made more dishes and it got worse. And we were like, okay, we need to take those out and just do wow. cooking. And we did cookies and then we were like, we need 15,000 different kinds of cookies to make. And we made all these various cookies. And then we were finally like, okay, you know what? This is not right. We did pair of wow. Usually when people laugh, it's because there's a ring of truth to what I'm saying. So, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the whole, did you guys ever read the book, Who Moved My Cheese? Yes. yes. Yeah. Such a great book, right? So what happens is like, it's like the whole thing of like success as a crappy teacher. So like you go and do these things and something works. We got our thing in the stores and people are buying it. And we falsely, in a way, attribute success to the wrong things. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's like, and I did this. This is my own experience that I, and I've now shared this with so many people. And it's this one conversation I shared this exact same conversation with a mastermind member and she went from a two to three, $200,000, $300,000 business 
and she's now several million. And it was this one little shift. I'm not trying to take credit because I shared it with everybody and this person heard it and they're the one that went with it. But basically they came off of a very successful launch of this product. And they said, this was really successful. What's the next product I should create and launch? Mm-hmm. And so what happens is, is success is a crappy teacher. We go, wow, I created this thing. I put it out there and saw some results. Therefore, to replicate success, I just do that again. Yeah. And, and again, and again, and again. And before you know it, you wake up. All you've been doing is the doing and you're busy. Cre- you're in the creation. In yeah. the creation, you're stuck in startup. And then we're working a lot harder and a lot longer. And I'll tell you this, if you want, if your goal is to be busier, if your goal is to make more work for yourself, create more products. I can guarantee you that everybody, you want to work twice as much, you're bored, you know, you're like, Oh, I don't know what to do with my day. Great. Go create 15 products. You know what I mean? That'll keep you pretty busy. And so this person was about to go down the path that I found myself with 15 products. And it was weird. It's like, it was like I'm juggling because as soon as I put one out there and I start getting a little, oh, this one's falling behind. This one's outdated. This one needs to be launched again. This one needs to be set up again. This one's not working. And so even though I was doing more work and creating more stuff, the revenue wasn't changing, but the work was getting longer. And I went to this person and I said, this was a success, this last product. Why are you going to go create another one and try and replicate the success with that product? just go back and relaunch this one. And that's exactly what they did. And they took that product alone to over a million dollars because they just relaunched it. And why I share this and spend so much time here with people is that I always want to make sure I say this in a way that hits everybody because it's so important. The real work is in getting people to give you money. Like that's when you get paid. Yes, there's the, I need to create this amazing program. And yes, I want you guys to have everybody here to have the best program in your or course or membership or whatever it is, best product in your space. But then the real work becomes getting as many people as possible to say yes to that. And anybody here can take one offer, one product, an offer. Can you have one product and 10 different offers for it? That's why I say more offers is just more asking. Ask more often for the same product. Anyone here can take one product to half a million a year. Every single one of you can. So if every single one of you here can take one offer to half a million a year and your goal, let's say, is the same as your guys is to go to half a million a year, why would you create two? Mm. Why would you create more if you could get there with less? Mm Unless you're like, because I want to work more. I've at it. (laughs) We've often heard, you know, if you're putting out a sale, then or a product, you have to have your upsell. And so that's been real confusion for us. Yeah. Well, you don't have to do anything. That's the thing. You don't have to. I mean, you don't have to have an upsell. If you want to have an upsell, great, have an upsell, but you don't have to have an upsell. If you want to have an upsell to a membership, upsell them to the annual. Upsell them to some coaching. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I see for you guys, if it resonated with you, because I don't want to tell you what to do. (laughs) (laughs) But if it resonated with you guys, you could focus 100% of both of you guys, which is 200% Mm -hmm. on a membership 
and you can, if you gave that all you got, that's your path to half a million a year. Now, I'm not guaranteeing anything, but I'm saying that as a possibility of existence that you could have a half a million dollar a year membership, no problem. And if you could do that and it's reoccurring revenue, why do we need the other stuff? Mm. That's excellent. Okay. That's right. excellent. And that's the thing that I know for me when we talk about, because we've already talked about what we would want our membership to be. Yeah. That gives me the most passion and excitement. Yeah. It mm. seems like right. all the other stuff was leading up to that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, why wait? Because you'll get, you'll do all that other stuff for two years, but you said you want to be at half a million by 2021. So you're doing all this other stuff to lead up to the thing that you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why wait? You'll get there and be like, why did we do all this other stuff? Why do we put all this other nonsense in front of what we really wanted to do? Mm. And I did that. I wanted to be doing what I'm doing now. And I delayed that for so long because I made all these rules in my head that I have to do all these other things first. Mm. And I don't regret that. You know, I learned my lessons mm -hmm. and I'm like, no, if that's what I'm here to do and that's what I want to do, then, then let's stop delaying because, you know, time is short and precious and let's do it. And so if you chose, you could say, you know what, here's our goal. Half a million dollar a year business by the end of 21. Boom, done that. Step number two, what's the thing that's going to get us there? It's a membership. You start doing the math now. Okay. Right. Okay. How many members would we need? What price are we going to do it at? How many per month? How many times do we want to launch it? You kind of go from that place, begin with the end in mind and work backwards. And then the only thing you need to go before that is what's the way that we're going to launch this thing? How are we going to get the members into the membership? Mm -hmm. And you could say, that's where you're like, oh, we're going to just choose one. We're going to choose a webinar. We're going to choose whatever. I love the idea for you guys of playing around with the challenge launch 2.0 as an opportunity. But... I'm not here to tell you what to do. And you could say, Hey, we're going to do this challenge two or three times a year, mm -hmm. you know, and then we could do little backend offers. We could, we could add to it, but then really it goes, okay, what can we do in 90 days now to get this membership launched? Okay. So I talked about this on the podcast this morning. When you create the deadline, you create the container. Mm -hmm. The container is this moment in time right now and the deadline. And a lot of people don't create the deadlines because they're sitting there saying, but James, how long is it going to take realistically to get this going? And that's a, <laughs> that's a really crappy way to be thinking oh. about it because Parkinson's law is going to tell us it's going to take as long as you allow for it to take based on the container you give it. Oh. That's so true. Okay. <laughs> that's so true. And you will, because I also talked about this today. What a lot about this is for me that gets me always really excited, why I can still be passionate about all this 14 years later, yeah. is that every day, every project, every 90 days is a new opportunity to discover what else is possible for me. What else am I capable of as a really fun like internal discovery process? So when you create the container and you say, look, here's today, here's the deadline, and we're going to get this thing done in this time. Magically, we find a way, don't we? Magically, we're like, you know what? I was going to focus on this. We don't have time for that. We can do that next time. MVP, minimum viable promotion. This, wow, you know what? I have three things I got to get done today, so I can't mess around. I'm just going to get it done. Yeah. And it, the container itself is like the very thing that creates the productivity. 
it mm-hmm. creates the efficiency for you. But when mm-hmm. you say, if anyone here is saying, you know what, I'll set a deadline, I'll set a launch date once everything's done, call mm-hmm. me in six months and say, James, you were right because it still won't be done in six months. Yeah. Yeah. You'll still be waiting. Yeah. Oh, wow. the, the container is what causes you to like a vacuum show up in the way you need to show up to get the things done that need to get done to get it done. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mary's been wanting the container forever uh-huh. and I've been avoiding the container. Yeah, I know. There's always one of us. I, I get that. And the thing we'll have to get the, the grip around is like this first launch your first batch of recipes and content. And I'll tell you why I like the membership. Going vegan is a discipline. Mm-hmm. I need help every day with that. What can I eat this week? What can I add to my diet, take away from my diet? How can I turn this into a habit? And I may not have a lot of money. I'm talking about I'm your ideal customer in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know what? Like 20 bucks a month, $30 a month to mm-hmm. show me how to save money, mm-hmm. yeah. do it right, and give me that weekly support. That's everything for me right now. That's amazing. So that's why I like the membership model because it's a discipline, you know, for somebody. I feel like anything that's health, fitness, nutrition, energy is a discipline and I need ongoing support. I need you for months to help me get going. I don't want to have to think about it. I'm sick of eating this one. I know how to make this vegan meal and I'm, I can't eat that again if I have to eat that one more night, right? So, oh, Terry's got a new recipe for me. Thank you. You know, so we have to accept the fact that whatever you guys are going to, you guys and you guys and you guys and everyone else here, whatever you're going to put out in 90 days is going to be the worst stuff that you've ever put out. So what? We focus on the perfection of our stuff and then we personalize and internalize anyone's opinion of it. Mm -hmm. This recipe sucked. Okay. So they think it sucked. (laughs) So let's crawl back into a hole and hide and never launch again. What we should focus on truly is the perfection of your commitment. Mm -hmm. And the real question is if the commitment is perfect, in other words, commitment is I'm going to do whatever it takes, whatever it takes, no matter what to be the best membership that helps the people that need our help to have the best recipes, to give them what they need, to help people transition to a full vegan diet, whatever it is, right? Whatever the mission, whatever the promise is, that I'm willing to do whatever it takes, then what else matters? Because people come back and say, hey, we didn't really like this. Or this was hard. This was hard to learn. This was hard to, okay, we can make it better. We can make it easier. Next time, what are we going to do? How do we improve this? And your members will see, whoa, Mary and Terry really have a commitment to providing something special for us. They're listening to me. They're not taking it personal and they're making it better. And that's the thing is I slammed the member months back because they, <laughs> this was so great. You guys didn't go find it. I forgot who it was, but they said they launched. Help me. I launched. I, I did what James said. I said, I stopped overthinking it. And I, when I stopped overthinking it, I got so present and so clear. Cause when you're overthinking, you're in your head and the answers are in your heart. And so when you quiet that trash can down in your head, you're going to get clear on what you're here to do. And she did. And she launched. And then as soon as she launched, she had three people sign up and she went, whoosh, 
right back into her head and she freaked the F out. Help me, help me, help me. What do I do? What do I do? I've got people that just gave me money. Yeah. <laughs> I replied because I like to mess with you guys a little bit. And I was like, yeah, what's the problem? <laughs> there was no problem there. It's like, help me. I just got, I just put out an offer and people are giving me money. What's the problem? <laughs> What's the problem? And long story short in the conversation, she said, well, I'm afraid I'm going to make mistakes with them. Mm. Well, what will happen if you make mistakes? And she says, I'm afraid it will ruin my reputation. And I hope she got it. And I hope other people read that and listen because what I told her was mistakes are unavoidable and inevitable. And if you think your entire reputation is in the hands of three people for the first time you make a mistake, you didn't have much of a reputation to begin with. But the reality is your reputation is created in how you show up when you do make a mistake. That's when reputations are created. So you can't avoid getting wet when you go surfing and you can't avoid making mistakes when you guys go do what you're going to do. Who will you be? How will you respond? How will you show up for your members when the inevitability of the mistakes happen? Yeah. Yeah, we could have. Okay. You don't like the layout a little bit. Everyone's kind of complaining. Okay. We're going to look at a better way. Yeah. Okay. We can work on that. Okay, there's not enough recipes. You guys are all saying there's not enough recipes. Okay, what would be enough? Okay, so you want one a day. Well, that's a lot, but maybe, you know, compromise a little bit. But okay, great. We can improve this. We can make this better. I'm working with a client right now. I've worked with for a very long time. This individual is on track to have a $5 million a year business. They have had a membership for three years that they've taken to $5 million. It's on. It's pacing $5 million this year. The biggest things that we're talking about right now, three or four years into the membership, it's like three and a half years into the membership, is how they can improve the user experience. Mm. Three and a half years, $5 million a year, Mm -hmm. and they're sitting there going, how can I make this even better? That's why they're making $5 million a year. That's right. Because three and a half years later, they still have the commitment to making it the best thing on the planet and knowing it's impossible to make it perfect. Right. Before you put it out there. That it's the pursuit of perfection through the feedback of real people that will get you closer and closer to that. That's why this individual is making $5 million a year. Because three and a half years later, they're still willing to... And they're literally talking about a whole entire overhaul that I was like, this is going to take hundreds of thousands of dollars and like a year. And they're like, I know. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why they are where they are. So our focus should be on our commitment and our pursuit to make it the best thing out there and understand that we're going to have to put it out there to create a baseline. Where does good become good enough? This is good enough to get it going. And that's why too, with a membership, you can raise your prices over time. It's not about making money in the the front end. It's about getting it going so that we can scale it. Mm -hmm. You're like, you know, honestly, right now, I'm not really impressed with the recipes and how good they could be. It's like, well, launch it for $10 a month right now. You can always raise it next month and the week after that and the week after that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So 
overthinking, little confused, I can give advice to both of you and I could say, all roads lead to the membership. You can take one membership if you wanted to. I'm not saying, James said we had to do a membership or you will fail and die and you know, <laughs> and, you, and you suck if you don't, you know? No, I'm just saying one possibility of existence for you guys is, is a membership that helps people with everything you're doing with going vegan and supporting them on their vegan journey. It can be a low price money. You take that to half a million by launching it, promoting it in some way every quarter, every other quarter, once a year, it really doesn't matter. Every week, automated live. And you could use a challenge to do that. But you could even just start with the monetize before you make it offer yeah. to attract your first 10, 20, no more than 30 founding members. Oh, wow. No more than 30. Okay. Why not? Unless you have already a massively, massively huge audience and you're like, no, no, we can handle more. We can do more. When I want people to do the beta mm -hmm. is it gets them out of their head and into the game. You're not into the game until you have pain customers that you're serving. Once there are people on the other side of that, it's like, it's a whole new world. Yeah. It really is a whole new world. Like relate over to the physical world because the physical product world, how much did your life and experience change when you saw your product in stores and you're like seeing everything from a whole different vantage point versus when it was just an idea and you were in product development and market research. Now you're on the other side of it. And it's like, whoa, it's a whole nother world. And it really is a whole nother world. Once you're on the inside of your own programs, people have paid, you're serving, you're supporting, you're given the content, you're given the value. It's a whole nother world. You'll see everything so differently. So I like to, get, that's kind of my like sneaky way to get people growing. It's like, I just get you over that hurdle, but get your first 10 in there. Let them know it's going to be messy. Let them know it's going to be the worst iteration of it. But as you guys join, you're locked in. This is going to be a $50 a month membership, but you guys are locked in at whatever price point that you guys feel comfortable with. You're grandfathered in for life as long as you want to stay and you're going to have that rate. And we're going to be there every step of the way to support you on this journey. And because we really want to blow this thing out of the water, we are looking to create some amazing case studies, which means we're going to give you even more support right now because we want you oh, to is. succeed. Yeah. But I'm only taking 20 people. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So if you're person 21, sorry, it's too late. Yeah. You know, that's the monetize before you uh, make it offer guys is an offer. Yeah. And it's one of the most irresistible offers you can create in so many ways. It, wow, it's cheaper than it's ever going to be. I'm going to get more support than I'm ever going to get. And it's limited. Yeah. It's new. This is exciting. I get to be a part of something. It taps into the identity level. I can be a founding member of what could be from the found... What's the name of your guys' food company? That was... Oh, we don't do it now. No, oh, you don't have it anymore. Okay. It was Bountiful Vegan. The founders of Bountiful Vegan, I get to be a founding... I mean, this is a... You know, consider that as an identity. I get to be a founding member of this, like get in before everybody else does. Yeah. That taps into identity right there. Yeah. So, True. yeah. So are you, are you guys both confused right now or do you feel like you have less confusion? Well, more than less confusion, actually, uh, we're ready to start doing the membership and yeah. we'll do it with the, what is it? Monetize. Monetize before you make it. You can make up any name you want. 
exactly. Well, so, and uh, you, you just excited me beyond belief because he's, teach, <laughs> he's teaching today. And so during a two-hour break he had, we were going to run to Whole Foods and get all this stuff and cook tomorrow. And now that's off the table. Yeah, now so. we can do it. Yeah. And we're both very excited about this. Yeah, this is very good. Good. I'm excited for you guys. I have an, you know, another example is Patty Palmer. She teaches art lessons to art teachers. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a multiple, it's $30 a month or something like that. Multiple seven figure. It's really predominant. She does other stuff today. I like to do like paid workshops and stuff today, yeah. but multiple seven figure business and it's a, it's a membership. And I tell her, people that go to the membership, I'm, please don't be the person on this call going, oh, did I choose the wrong route? Am I supposed to do a membership? Did I do it wrong? No, you can't go right or wrong. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. It really doesn't. Some niches really lend themselves to that. Like I think a vegan membership is a great option. But the point is, is here's somebody with a $30 a month membership who took it to multiple seven figures. And I tell her what I've told so many other membership owners is, all roads lead to the membership. Mm. So that becomes the core business model and everything goes to that. So you'll take your guys self out of confusion when you have the clarity on what I said, the vision. Our yeah. vision is we want to have 2000 members in this membership. So everything springs forth from that. Great. What's the most effective way we can launch this? How can we get our first members? How can we get more members? How can we get people promoting this? How can we scale it with ads? Everything is, could be as simple as that. Let's get them into the membership and then let's keep them in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that becomes the entire business model. And then we don't need to overthink anything anymore. Exactly. You know, so you already have people here like Gail mm-hmm. who want to sign up. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> sign me up, all capital. So I'm just saying, once you get on the other side of that, like, whoa, people just gave us money for this. Like, Everything changes. You see everything there. Is that true for you guys? Anybody who's done their beta mon- launch in the last year, can you guys attest to that? That like you saw your entire business. Yeah, you're getting a lot of yeses as soon as we got over that hurdle. And how many of you were like, "Why did I wait so long?" <laughs> Some of you guys have that experience when you hire your first VA. Oh my goodness, why did I wait so long? I should have listened to this bozo that talks all the time. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. Oh. I'm very excited for you guys. It's going to be phenomenal because you guys, you know, the dynamic duo that you guys have will complement each other in so many ways because it, it's needed. You know, it, it's hard when we're doing it by ourselves. You do feel like, man, if I had two of me, so you guys are very blessed to have each other and just honor that little tension. Yeah. <laughs> and, and go through the team module when you have time, but you know, one thing at a time. Your focus right now is get those founding members in. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. All right. All right, you guys. Wishing you the best, okay? Well, thank you so much. Thank you yeah. so, so much. wonderful. You really uh, yes. And I yeah. this moment right here, which was mm. an absolute surprise for us. Because she was like, well, do you want to try to get a hot seat? I was like, yeah, right. He didn't have his cap on. on. I was like, do you want one? I was like, yeah, no, it's not going to happen. I was like, that's, we tried. It's never going to happen. And then it happened. That's kind of how it works, though. Yeah, I see. It was a shock. It's like, whatever. I mean, if we do it, it's great, but it's not going to happen. Boom. 
And I will ask you guys, this is my request with everybody, re-listen to this too. I guarantee, I promise you there's something that got said that you, oh, you hear it differently. Just like when you read a book the second time, right? Mm -hmm. But here's what's great too. You know, 600 people on the call. Did anybody else, be honest, did anyone else receive any value? Because you got value from uh, Rebecca's thing. Did anyone else receive value from the hot seat? So you guys got value, you know, Terry, you got value, but the conversation that you guys created and came here with created a ton of value for a bunch of other people. And that's, what's so beautiful, you know, is that we're just, we're just a miracle. We're just all helping each other. So by you saying I'm confused and I'm overthinking, we're confused. I'm overthinking things. Yeah. By you having that just like authentic realness of like, yeah, this is, we're stuck. I'm totally confused right now. I don't know what to do. Yeah, that helped so many other people move through the same thing. That's pretty awesome. Yes, kick up my backside. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) All right, so wishing you guys the best. Thank you, Terry. Thank Thank you, thank you, James. You are awesome. We so appreciate it. Um, Appreciate you guys. Hey, it's James here. And if you're like me, it's very easy to get overwhelmed by all the new content that you're learning on a weekly basis, especially when you have someone like me who's producing at least an hour on the podcast every week. That's why I want to invite you to tune in and re-listen to some of the best segments and highlights of our show over on YouTube. When you visit jameswedmore.tv, you'll get a series of weekly uploaded YouTube videos highlighting the best parts of our show so you can go back and re-listen to the parts that are gonna make the biggest difference for you. That's jameswedmore.tv. Make sure to subscribe and we'll see you over there. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.